Check it out on WisconsinOnDemand.com. You go to FatJackSports.com, and there's so many different ways to gamble now. You need Fat Jacks more than more than ever, and you needed him before. Here's how honest Fat Jack is. He goes eight and one last Saturday. I guarantee you, he will admit that gambling is so tough. That's why you need him. He doesn't think he could do it back to back Saturdays, eight and one. Fat Jack, good afternoon. How are you, Homer? Yeah. What's funny about that is we we had nothing but winning weeks this year. But eight and one is special. I mean, you, when you go eight and one, and by the way, we won again on Sunday. We're seven and one this week in free baseball. Um, we had under last night, so we go into the weekend starting out a winner. All those are listed there. But yeah, eight and one requires a lot of good picks and then a little bit of luck also, because you're not going to have a lot of bad luck if you're going eight and one. It makes sense, right? But yeah, last week we had BYU. They won in overtime. Texas Tech won in overtime. So two and zero in overtime games. The rest of them were very easy. Under with Notre Dame, over with Tulsa, under with Tennessee, Maryland minus 27, they won by 100. Mississippi State minus 11, they won by like 30. Kansas State under 57, there were like 40 points in that game. So we had a lot of good picks, but also got a little bit lucky on those luck variance games, which everybody's going to have throughout the year. That won't create profit. The easy wins versus the bad losses, that is where you make your money. We have a ton of easy wins. We're going to win again this week. It's a great time to get signed up, and if you're betting on your own, Good luck with that. I mean, especially if you're in Wisconsin betting on your own. I mean, how the Packers work out for you? And basically every other public team, Saturday, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, A&M, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, all of them didn't cover. Sunday, San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Denver, they didn't cover. Most of them lost. So it was very difficult for the general public. My clients and I smooth sailing and deeper into profit. So I'm excited about this week. Let's say 1-0 as we head into the weekend. You, I noticed over and under. Is your philosophy of how often you play over and under versus teams changed, or does it vary week to week? It just varies week to week. It's wherever the value is in the number. I'll give you a good example this week. Um, Washington and Detroit, they play each other. Both these teams had big offensive outputs. What we find is in week two, Whatever happened extreme in week one will typically regress to the mean in week two uh, more times than not, 60% of the time. So you have Washington and Detroit, both scored 28 and 35 points respectively. If you break down the box score, though, they played under the total in both those games until the fourth quarter when they had 14 each. Last year, both those teams averaged 19 points a game. Even if they improve offensively, trust me on this, when they get to the end of the year, their weekly point total will be closer to 19 than it is 30, which is what they produced in week one. So we're going to try to take advantage of the fact that we know they're going to have some games below 19 to get that number back in line with where their offense actually is. So um, very rare do you have a team go from 19 points to 30 points in one year. More times than not, they're going to regress. And we're going to take advantage of that. And that's, that's just one example. Those two teams play each other this weekend. Does your thought of Nebraska change with uh, what they did as far as the head coach? Or uh, is it stupid to analyze it in that regard one way or the other? Yeah, a couple of things there. The, the, the uh, bosses, the, the athletic director, the president, they just showed me they're idiots. Because why in the world would you fire him now? There's no reason. I, if he runs through and wins the Big Ten, good for him. Let him stay. If he loses out at any level below that, you can fire him based on the dumpster fire they've been, and you save millions of dollars if you just wait another three weeks. Even if they beat Oklahoma, who cares? That's one game. 
as it relates to that game, I believe, you know, I, I learned this a lot. I, the only thing I ever learned from Evan Cohen as it relates to gambling is one thing. Evan Cohen, national radio guy, he's on Sirius. He works he's in your company, actually. He's a guy that way back in the day said, Jack, there's an interim coach bump that happens when a team fires their coach, they will circle the wagons for one week. And, and you know what? Lo and behold, that dude was right. I started tracking this about six years ago with him. And over 60% of the time in college football, when you fire your head coach, they will circle the wagons. They'll play better in that one week. And they'll at the very minimum cover the number. And I do think Oklahoma is susceptible to that. We don't know how good they are. They were three to nothing or whatever against uh, Kent State last week in the first half. They're not stopping the run. Their defense has not been tested yet. And I believe in what Casey Thompson is. He's a good quarterback. He was good at Texas. I don't know why that didn't work out. But he, they seem lost right now. So I think firing up Frost can only situation at least for the short term but i don't understand it from a business standpoint unless you have somebody standing by that's going to step into that role so in the game itself and by the way the number one bet on game this week at both mgm and the win uh casino here in las vegas is the are the university of oklahoma both in tickets and money in college football ou has more money bet on them and more tickets than any other team. We saw that last week. That will typically get you in trouble. I'll take Nebraska plus the points. All right. The homer pick, I'm taking Washington to beat Michigan State. I don't know what it is. Washington favored by a little bit. Um, Up to four now, Homer. Yeah. I I don't hate the pick. You know, Michigan State, you look at what last year, you think this team should be playing better. I do think there's no value in this. Uh, The the general public and some sharps have jumped on Washington. So I don't think there's any value, but I do like the side. I, I don't know that Michigan State's proved they can go on the road and get a win like that. So I don't hate it. And when you mentioned Alabama, I haven't figured out how often, but but when Saban loses against the spread, I don't know if it's one week or two, there's no way that's going to continue. I don't know anything about anything, but there's at some point in which I'm going to start taking it because he's just not going to lose very often. Uh, or or this, uh, Maybe it has to be two in a row. I don't, what about that theory? Yeah, I don't. I don't love a team that I don't know why they did what they did. Uh, I can't really figure out. And Texas has some man, has some dogs on their team. They got guys that get down the field. They're athletic, more athletic than I thought. Running away from some of those Alabama defensive backs, but I still feel like that game should have been more in hand with Alabama. And honestly, if Texas doesn't lose their quarterback and or they they uh, a safety comes off a corner blitz, and our quarterback comes off corner blitz and just makes a tackle, the, Texas may win the game. So. I will wait and see on Alabama for a couple more weeks and see exactly where they are. Uh, but your theory's not wrong. Alabama typically outperforms the spread on a weekly basis. Normally, they're going to cover more times than not during the course of the season. I don't know uh, if it applies, but I'm still thinking USC in the over. They're going to score points, and you've convinced me they're not necessarily going to be that good defensively. How about that theory? They're not. Yeah, well, and I think that the, big, the, the Pac-12 is going to struggle for the foreseeable future getting used to that offense. I mean, Lincoln Riley, it's not just about points. His schemes and the way he does things offensively, by the way, with a lot of the players that exited the transfer portal and went with him to USC, is there's a learning curve there. And most of these defensive coordinators on the West Coast, they have not seen anything like what he brings offensively. Now, defensively, if they get in the playoff, bet whatever you want against them because they are not going to win a game in the, in the playoff no matter what happens. And p- part of me is secretly pulling for that, because I think offensively they're going to outscore most everybody. He's averaging 50 points so far. I think that continues this week. I think they probably cover this week also. But defensively, he has not proven that he can either hire a defensive coach, nor can he get 
uh, athletes on campus that can compete with those SEC defenses. So um, I don't think they have any chance of winning anything in the playoff. But, you know, uh, Rose Bowl type deal, if something shakes out weird, yeah, this team will be formidable, especially again in, once we get into conference, simply because of the way he does things is, is really different than what everybody else out on the West Coast is doing offensively. Go to fatjacksports.com again, 8 and 1 last Saturday. The over under on their game is 73. It's the highest over and under you've ever seen. Does it ever get to 80? Yeah, it definitely gets to 80. You'd have some Big 12 games in recent years where you would have Texas Tech wow. and Oklahoma or, you know, two play-fast score a bunch of points. You can get 78-79 uh, in that conference. Not this year. None of the offenses are that good. But, yeah, you definitely have seen some of that in the past. But in the, in the 70s, that just basically means they're going to have trouble stopping somebody, yeah. too. They're not going to score 70 by themselves, but they could easily give up 20 if they get their their uh, season average, which is about 50, and that takes it up into the 70s. Last quick question. Wisconsin, the loss to Washington State, does that say anything about them as a team? I know New Mexico State couldn't win the state high school championship, but Badgers favored by 37 and a half, and it, just about how yeah, they many they're going to score. New Mexico State has to be one of the worst teams in the country. Yeah, they would have trouble winning the New Mexico State championship definitely couldn't win the Wisconsin state championship. So I think it's a good chance for offensively them to get back on track. Um, there's much better spots on Saturday. They'll go to fatjacksports.com. We were eight and one last week. Also Aaron Rodgers company. Well, I'm sure you guys have beat that horse to death, but if you want a, a get well situation, it's go play the bears after a loss. Uh, Aaron Rodgers 21 and seven against the spread versus Chicago six and oh, his last six against the spread. And after a loss, He's covered nine straight against the Bears. So big week for, for Green Bay simply based on the fact that he should be able to take care of business against a Chicago Bears team that's better suited to play in the water in water polo or something <laughs> than they are football. So I don't know that we saw a lot about them as well. But, yeah, FatJackSports.com, get signed up today. Game's going all weekend, and we had an unbelievably great week last week. And we're starting off winning again this week with the under last night. Thanks, Fat. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a great week. See you soon, Omar. Eight and one, previously known yeah. as Fat Jack. He gave us Eight the Packer one, one as well. It's you against Fat Jack. You got Bears in the points, and Fat Jack is saying, "Give the points." Aaron Rodgers is going to put a whooping after a Me loss. Me versus Fat Jack. I got yeah. Fat Jack. I'm going to beat him this time. All right. Next.